We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one out, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined as always by my co-host here on the show, it is Sean Siegel, uh, one of the best fantasy football analysts in the business, and on today's show, Sean, we're going to talk about uh, a piece that uh, I know is uh, time-consuming and uh, a lot of, uh, like all your pieces, a lot of research, a lot of work, but this is one that's um, going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And I know the listeners always want to know kind of draft time, who we're drafting, but this is kind of like a recap as we look back at who we drafted, what we could possibly do a little bit differently and uh, how that all factors in then to our current teams and high-stakes leagues that are in pretty pretty good positions. So between today's show and Thursday's show, we're going to uh, talk about... Um, this, this one piece, which is a, a mammoth uh, and a fantastic piece, I would highly recommend any of the listeners go and read it even after you hear us discuss it, but you're not going to want to miss this Thursday's podcast. But on today's show, lots of good stuff as part of it to talk about, Sean. So uh, look, looking forward to uh, looking forward to diving into it here and having, having, some, having some conversation. Yeah, and it, it's been a fun week for Rotoviz owners and listeners across the board i think with the huge number of points that our strongest recommendations put up in week 15 hopefully that got you into your fantasy finals for those of us participating in the ffpc it pushed some of our big teams up the board and Colin, i thought you were going to lead off with our chasing ot team we've kept the listeners uh, up to date on this on our journey <laughs> throughout the season and 
Sunday offered some incredible excitement and just a little bit of disappointment there. Well, we're up to 43rd now in the FPC Championship Finals. I believe we're 42 points back of first place in that $500,000 grand prize. We scored 189 this week. Can't complain about that. However, I did send out a quick email to the group, you, uh, me, Patrick Kareen and Peter Overzet and said, you know, what do you guys think about Rashad Penny instead of Frank Gore? Gore only had nine opportunities last week. They're mixing those other guys in heavily. Obviously, he's not particularly good, and it was a terrible matchup. We don't have any idea what Penny is going to do, but maybe he gives us a little bit more upside in this situation where you need upside to win the 500K. That decision would have gone a little bit better if Penny had been the guy to get that 50-yard touchdown instead of Carlos Hyde. It would have made more (laughs) sense because uh, Carlos Hyde to get a 50-yard touchdown. I mean, you would expect guys kind of on the sidelines to be able to jog in and, and make the tackle there. Hyde, not the guy you're expecting for that kind of run. But in the end, and and I should say that everyone signed off on it, so it wasn't just my fault. But I, looking at that, <laughs> the extra 13 points would have put us into, I believe, 18th place. And, man, we would be so close if that were the case. What, what were your observations? Just quick observations, obviously, because we're going to cover this more on Thursday. But but how were you feeling as uh, this weekend of games went along? The only one that you know you're you're taking a chance there. Like when we're talking zero RB, we're we're really into at that point with Gore versus Penny. And the reason I signed off on it was the upside of Frank Gore uh, is usually not going to be that high, and the floor with both guys was kind of what Penny finished up with, which is close to zero but in terms of the way the decision was made i think we would probably make the same decision again you're in a tournament where you're trying to get the most points you can and you're really shooting for the upside at that point and like frank gore having the game that he had against the rams and the rams losing to the jets was something that probably wasn't going to be uh, on the board like gore getting into the end zone like he did was probably his peak in terms of points but like you say if we get you know one or two uh, receptions for penny that ends up getting to a long run or a touchdown you really can see him outscoring his kind of ceiling by quite some way so uh, i think if we were doing the same decision on this week we'd probably go through a similar thought process and, and make that decision accordingly because the the goal here is to to finish as high as we can and go for that upside so it was tough watching gore get in the end zone and to get in as early as he did in that game was even more difficult but in terms of how it went as a whole you know we had Ayuk who i've just loved watching brant Ayuk this season we had him get in the end zone and uh, we all, already had the the game from Diggs. Um, DJ Moore had the game against the packers finished off by that long catch uh, in the fourth quarter and then we also had um we also had AJ Brown get in the end zone, Dalvin Cook get in the end zone. So it was all going pretty good. Like I'm on about end zone. Uh, Mark Andrews got in the end zone. We were all, it was looking pretty, pretty good. And Kyler Murray had his 40 point game. So all things considered, it was really, really a lot of fun. And if we can get a little bit of a run this week where we're heading towards that 200 point mark at some point of the day, we get a few players having big spike weeks like Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, we could be in for a really exciting run this coming Sunday. So a uh, nice place to be in, Sean. And um, let's see, let's see how it all shakes out. Exactly. And we do have some unique players who could help push us over the top. If things go right, we'll cover that more on the second show this week. But as you teased it, Colin, we're going to talk today about 
the perfect draft, the perfect draft for 2020 and the insights that can provide for us for 2021. We want to already be beginning our preparation for the next season, both in Dynasty and as we get into those early best ball formats. Once we start drafting in redraft, it's never too early to evaluate what we've done, look at what the best case scenario would have been, and take the lessons from that into the new season. So with that being the case, Colin, what should listeners get their friend their family member for christmas if they've gotten to this point and they're worried that uh delivery will not get it there in time for the big day on friday oh i think that sean that is that's a perfect uh, setup so uh, the listeners of course can can get themselves a road of his nfl pass and they can get it with 10 percent off by using the code 2020 rv radio at checkout um, you can also find out more information at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast um, but what i would say is you know, the stuff we talk about each and every week on the show, um, all the different content, it's all on rotaviz.com. It's all articles on the site. And we're not even, we're, we're mentioning the tools and sometimes we dive into them, but like the, the tools and the, the, the content that you get on top of that is, you know, it's, it's value even at full price, but when you can save that 10% as well. So I think if you haven't got, you know, maybe a family member, somebody who's into fantasy football uh, subscription, but the problem is maybe you don't want them to be competing with you in your leagues, but, you know, give, give them an opportunity to compete because if you're listening to us, you're already ahead of the game. So uh, that is 2020 RV Radio at checkout to get yourself 10% off a road of his NFL pass and, uh, I would recommend that uh, that the easiest way, you don't have to worry about postage getting there on time. You don't have to worry about wrapping it in an envelope or anything like that. You can just sign up and uh, it's all done and dusted. So treat yourself this holiday season. And Sean, today is a prime example of some of the great work that's up on the site. Um, as always, we like to, to highlight other writers, but we do talk about uh, your pieces uh, on many occasions. And this one is uh, a juggernaut that I think uh, the listeners are going to, to love uh, reading and listening to your thoughts on it in today's show. So we're obviously talking about our leagues over the last couple of weeks, but we're looking at it kind of from how the draft played out, how those decisions worked, and you know how to try and do the perfect draft from different draft slots. Because we often talk about, you know, going full zero RB versus modified zero RB or, you know, how we decide to go in those drafts, uh, particularly in these formats where they're tight end premium as well. And, you know, picking from draft slot one to four, five to eight or nine to 12, you know, can really alter that decision. Like if you're in those first four, you're going to be taking one of those running backs that is highly likely. But if you're in that back end, that nine to 12 range, you're likely leaning towards a tight end or a wide receiver. So lots of uh, interesting stuff to discuss here. Just looking at uh, some of the, the best picks, Sean, that you mentioned in terms of if you were in that one to four range. Like it's, it's easy to look back in hindsight. It was difficult making those decisions at the time. Obviously, we had Christian McCaffrey was the consensus number one pick. Um, we had uh, Saquon Barkley. You know, there was a conversation to be had there for Ezekiel Elliott um, and then with Alvin Kamara. So out of those guys, it's clear Kamara has been the, the easy winner of that, mainly because he has played in pretty much every game and been healthy and been able to have some of those big games. But um, he's also played incredibly well and productive when he has them. There's been a little less production with Taysom Hill in the lineup, but uh, has been really steady. Five through eight then would be uh, Dalvin Cook or Derek Henry. Henry is somebody who I enjoy watching from an NFL perspective. I don't have him on any of my rosters as i've mentioned on some other shows and that's usually down to the fact you know in ppr leagues not catching the passes but when you're rushing for as many touchdowns as he does and rushing for as many yards that's not really mattering this year and then at the back end is kelsey and adams who have both put up huge huge seasons uh, adams kept 
relatively quiet this past week um but uh, both having big years so it's interesting to look at it um looking through it sean is there any uh, quick takeaways that you want to you want to highlight based on some of those positions and, and some of those picks well i think my favorite thing about the 2020 season has been the balanced nature of it so often we look back and we can see that in the first round if you didn't have one or two guys then you were going to get absolutely crushed last year Christian McCaffrey was so dominant. He had a win rate that was in the mid thirties and it's not that you couldn't win without him. Obviously two thirds of the teams that won, you know, didn't have him, but people were playing from so far behind and you had to be so perfect the rest of the way. This season has been a lot of fun, both because those big performance have been scattered throughout the first round, but because they also go to some different players. Now, you have Kamara in that first group. You have Cook and Kelsey in the second group. You have Adams, I'm sorry, Cook and Henry in the second group, Adams and Kelsey in the third group. You also have all three positions, right? We have the three running backs here. We have a wide receiver. We have a tight end. And so there were a lot of different ways to approach it. Uh, Travis, Kelsey, all, all five of these guys scoring more than 20 points a game right you have cook and adams in there at 25 so Devonte, even with the down game this last week right up there with the top running backs you have camara at 23 kelsey and henry at 21 and if you're in a tight end premium league then travis kelsey's numbers are juiced even more we'll talk a little bit more about this on thursday but travis kelsey on a huge percentage of the teams who were in the top 50 of the ffp main event and the ffpc fpc tournament and so kelsey's impact even when you had to pay that first round price has been really extraordinary i like the fact that there were a lot of different ways to win this season now the contrast from that is that we still did have a lot of running back busts plus michael thomas as a bust so it it wasn't like you couldn't lose your draft in the first round you definitely still could but i like the fact that we had multiple options 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be at their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total views than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the right person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts and now indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making indeed the only site that can move as fast as you do Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing as we get ready for the playoff picture to come into full focus. You might not be at any games this year, but you can certainly still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to win than anywhere else, and you can still get in on their great bonuses for opening your account. You can do that right now today by using the code blue wire at betonline.ag 
that is the code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Head on over to Bet Online today and take advantage of those great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Colin, coming back here in the second round, and we'll wrap around a little bit. One of the reasons why I wanted to split this perfect draft up is, especially in the first five rounds, owners don't have access to everyone, right? So it'd be kind of silly to say, "Well, this is the perfect draft," and give you players that someone drafting number one, you know, wouldn't have had access to both Adams and Kelsey. Uh, someone drafting at the one-two turn, obviously not going to get Alvin Kamara. We come back around here, Tyreek Hill, the best pick. For turn players in round two, Aaron Jones there in the middle and DeAndre Hopkins at the end. Now, Hopkins, I think, would be the best pick for owners really throughout the, the second round or once Hill is off the board. And Hill did go even in the first round of some drafts. But I wanted to still kind of split it up and give the sections that these players were going in. So let me ask you this. Let's split it up and look at one through four as a full unit, five through eight and nine through twelve. At that beginning slot, we have Kamara, Hopkins, Jonathan Taylor, Darren Waller, and DK Metcalf as the perfect draft through five. Jonathan Taylor obviously not scoring huge numbers throughout the season after all of the praise that we gave him throughout the season. He was almost a mild disappointment, but I say almost there because he's really emerged when owners have needed it the most. The 22 points per game he's averaged over the last five weeks, only Henry and David Montgomery are averaging more. Now with him, it does come with a caveat that he did miss a game in there, but he's putting up big time points. And if you were starting him in your fantasy quarters and fantasy semis, then the chances that you are now into your fantasy championship are very, very high. Darren Waller there in the fourth round, someone who not quite matching Tyreek Hill, but especially with the huge performances, with the huge performance in the fantasy semifinals, someone else pushing you into that championship he was a little bit less expensive and so if you have waller on your team in a season where outside of those two guys it was so hard to get points then again your chances of being in the finals are very very high we move to the second group here we have cooker henry in the first jones Allen robinson who is a little bit of a disappointing uh top third round pick the third round as we look through it we see was Actually not the best round, rounds four and five, much more exciting. But Allen Robinson, very good floor, is out there every week. Someone who would have pulled you through and not allowed your team to have those big dips that might get them eliminated at any given point. A.J. Brown, the best after-the-catch wide receiver in football. And then Keenan Allen, who since the insertion of Justin Herbert has been at the top just barely below Stefan Diggs in terms of targets per game. And then we move to this final group. We have Kelsey Adams at the top, then Tyreek Hill, Chris Carson, Calvin Ridley, and David Montgomery. Listeners might be a little bit surprised to hear us slide in Carson and Montgomery when they know that we prefer zero running back from that draft slot. And Chris Carson did miss some games, but he's averaging over 16 points per game. When he is out there, he's one of the backs who was picked out by our range of outcomes tool as being a guy who was going to be undervalued. He has been that. David Montgomery, a really sort of crazy story, right, where uh, when I was on ship chasing a couple of weeks ago, heading into week 13, talking about some of our teams there and who I might like to have for the fantasy playoffs, I mentioned Montgomery and... uh, the guys looked at me like I was crazy, which 
that's the only possible response when someone mentions David Montgomery, <laughs> a guy who, you know, midseason looked very cuttable, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some people gave up on him in their leagues, especially in shallow leagues. But over the last three weeks, he scored 27 points per game. He's again someone who, if you listen to our buy low segments, you know, if you were listening to Sam Wallace in his buy low report, if you're using the strength of schedule streamer and saw just how hard his matchups were early and just how easy they were going to be down the stretch, he's the guy we've been talking about as the 2020 Kenyon Drake, someone who probably isn't that talented, but was going to use a good schedule to put up some huge points and really rehab his value. So when we're looking at the perfect draft, we, we are trying to win titles. And so I think that we have to include Montgomery in here based on what he has done for us lately right what he has done in these most important weeks now if we were going to draft it starting all over again today i think again we will want to go see a running back but this has given us a chance to put together a lineup that would have a potential wide receiver wide receiver start would have calvin ridley in there who has been a true revelation this season and has been one of the biggest league winners, but still had a couple of running backs up top. So, you know, you wouldn't have to go zero running back if you managed to execute the perfect draft. Out of these three groups, Colin, do you have one of these teams that you prefer for your top five picks going into then where rounds six through 18, we're just going to have one guy uh, moving into the second group. Obviously you're going to have access to more players. It's not as limited by your draft slot and there are fewer impact players so you know it, it's more one per round setting up for the perfect guys in the next several picks do you have a preference among these teams they're all pretty even when we look through them I and mean, you mentioned david montgomery there we mentioned on last week's show as well like i have i have one league where I've, i'm true to the the finals and david montgomery all season long was pretty much a dead weight but due to a couple of injuries i have had i slotted him in over the last couple of weeks and he's kind of powered that team through to the to the championship round here so uh, i actually went up against him in another league uh, which which ended up uh cost not that team but uh he's had a really really kind of almost a career four game stretch here um the other one you were i thought you were going to take some shots at my boy alan robinson uh in terms of <laughs> his production this season but i think if we could get him a quarterback we would uh, you know i think he has all the upside in the world but the, the team i think that's the most upside and probably the most balanced heading into these rounds is uh from the one to four slot and that might be easy to say you know because it's the one to four slot but you have kamara obviously have drew drew Brees back in the lineup you have deandre hopkins you have jonathan taylor who's really come on strong here you have darren waller who has as much upside at the tight end position as pretty much anyone uh, even travis kelsey and then you have dk metcalf who you know has all the upside in the world so i mentioned at the start of the show you're trying now over these weeks to just have the the highest amount of points possible and looking at those guys the floors are really really safe and the upside is really really high so we have that in the other players as well but there's i just feel there's a, a lot more fluctuation in those other guys um I, I think that one through four spot is is really really strong i think all teams are really strong but i just think the floor and the upside there for those and uh you know kamara from a pass catching perspective i know dalvin cook is that option too but kamara catches more passes really than anyone i'd say the cmc um so I, I really i really like that team one would you have a, a preference to to go over team one it'd be hard to not take that team we're going to talk about this a little bit more on the show on thursday where we look at what we need for the ffpc 
finals and how well we executed the perfect drafts. But just as a little bit of a teaser or a spoiler, that team there with the Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Jonathan Taylor start is basically what Curtis and I have on our team that is in 37th place. And so I do like that start. I'm rooting for those guys. The team that's in the 9 through 12, a little bit more similar to some of the things that Blair and I did for our team that's in 30th. And we'll talk about some of the similarities and differences as we go forward. But I think I would agree with you there. Looking at these first five rounds, some takeaways do jump out at us. The first thing is that the round one running back approach is vindicated to an extent. And that's something we've talked a lot about where the single elite running back really is the best way if you have that top five, top six, in this case, perhaps even top seven or top eight with where Derrick Henry was going, that top pick to create an anchor or a foundation for your team, because then you can really go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, you know, almost uh, into infinity from that point. At the same time, there were a lot of landmines, right? Each of the top three backs picked, have disappointed to one level or another. And that sort of fits with the research from the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer. If you go in, pull that up, there are so many different things you can do in this amazing tool that Mike Beers has built. But one of the things is you can look at the results by season. You can combine the seasons to get a larger sample size. You can see how the positions have performed and whether or not they generate a win rate above or below expected for that draft position now we can look at the overall draft position uh, win rate for the draft positions from 2017 to 2019 and we find out that even though the win rate for the top four picks is much better than the win rate for the next four which is then much better yet than the picks in the last four the last four really trailing in part because owners are chasing running back production as opposed to going with wide receivers there as they should do but the number that's crazy and really jumps out is that that team won right the player who has the 101 actually has a below average win rate and that's going to be exaggerated even further this season with christian mccaffrey having about a 2.5 percent win rate right now the other thing that we see is that with a top four pick the win rate above expected is actually even or negative on three of the first four. And again, we're going to see that happen uh, even more conclusively going forward with what's happened on the first three picks this year. So you're looking at smaller samples when we're looking specifically at the wide receivers up top, but someone like an Antonio Brown has been a better pick in those top spots than even the top running backs. So if you're going into a season where there's a wide receiver that's worth that, and we're going to have to look at that with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill next season, you know that might be a direction that some players want to go in depending on your format, your overall future construction, that type of thing. The other thing that we do see is the running back dead zone is alive and well. Now in our perfect drafts, we did pull out some running backs to put in there, including Chris Carson and David Montgomery. But when you go through here, Aaron Jones, Montgomery, Carson, Nick Chubb, and Austin Eckler, they're the only running backs drafted between rounds two and six who are averaging more than 16 points per game. And due to missed games, only Jones and Montgomery are actually over 200 points, right? So Chubb and Eckler have done fine when they played, 
but they're still trailing on a full season basis. Maybe they kept you out of your playoffs as a result of that. By contrast, in this same ADP range, we have 13 wide receivers averaging 16 plus points, and 11 of them are also over 200 points. This gives a little bit of a sense of how the perfect draft maybe can skew a little bit our perspective of you know what's the most likely thing to happen and what is both the safest and highest upside approach at the same time. So we want to keep those things in the back of our heads as we're going forward there. Colin, did you have any other guys in this group that you specifically wanted to highlight before we go into the next section? I think uh, one of them that I kind of touched on there that we kind of have to talk about in terms, of especially tight end premium, is is Darren Waller. Um, you know, it's a secondary breakout for him this season, and if we look at what he's done, I mentioned earlier, it's pretty much like you know Travis Kelsey is the only guy that's going to be ahead of him. Uh, he's had multiple games um, above thirty points, but he's had a huge amount of games above uh, twenty points this season, and he's been like when we look here at the the playoffs, like the fifty one points. Uh, 51.5 in week 13 18 last week so he's coming strong when you really need him and uh, i think obviously there's the the one huge spike of the 51.5 points but if you're playing in those uh season long leagues and those championship rounds i think waller has done enough to to go from somebody you know three years ago who was not talked about at all to becoming you know a top five tight end in terms of fantasy football um i think he definitely uh, deserves a shout out there uh the montgomery one we kind of touched on that is one in the dead zone who really looked like a dead zone running back up until four weeks ago um, but he has come strong again in the playoffs I think Metcalf is somebody who's really going to push himself uh, into a higher section last year I think he probably him and Stefan Diggs have led been um, the best value wide receivers in this in this draft I think um, you know you mentioned as well the third round being a disappointing area like for a lot of our fantasy teams this season uh, that was an area I believe that we had uh, drafted Cortland Sutton so uh, that was another player in that range unfortunately that didn't work out but could could turn out to be a good value uh, next season we'll see where he starts to fall in those draft but Carson was somebody who you mentioned uh, Chris Carson that is a number of times in the 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 preseason and um, talking about somebody in that range who could be interesting and uh, he's been hit 20 ppr points per game over the first five weeks so it a, a really fast start to the season and he's you know been pretty strong over the over the last month with 15.4 points per game so it'll be interesting to see how he finishes off here now but he he was somebody i know you were quite uh positive on in the the off season and has has delivered uh, based on how this offense has worked out and we've seen a real change from the seattle offense from those first kind of six weeks of the season where they were really throwing the ball all over the yard until uh, the last couple of weeks where they've, they've really started to struggle a little bit but he's somebody in there too that um i think has had a pretty impressive season while healthy but i think sean uh like when we look at it again deandre hopkins going at the back end of that second round is is something as well that when we look back we should have just i know i know you did draft him in a lot of leagues and i drafted him too in a lot of leagues we should have just been hitting that draft button instantly in every league that he he got to that point just an absolute steal uh for for drafters especially if you had one of those first you know four picks and you had the opportunity then to roll it back around with a, a deandre hopkins pick just um, just a steal at that point it was and and one of the things we talked about as being a real flaw in the decision to go running back running back if you were in that 9 through 12 range was that not only are you chasing points but you're pushing these star wide receivers down so in the team that Blair and I drafted we actually went Julio Jones DeAndre Hopkins out of the one two turn and 
the number one thing we're trying to do is just get the most points possible. Now, Julio scored pretty well when he was on the field. He's had a little bit of a disappointing season, which, you know, again, isn't that much of a surprise based on what we know about how receivers age and where the biggest bust risk is. If you have any more questions about that, uh, definitely jump on the site and look at Blair's research on wide receiver busts, how to avoid them, how to get the best bounce back players. But the number one goal, right, get the most points. The number two goal, don't let these insane values drop down to people who already have better running backs. If you are not in a position to draft one of these studs, don't take a worse running back and also then let these wide receivers slide to the owners in your draft who also have better running backs. So you don't want them to have better players at both positions. And so that's, I think, a key in terms of what we want to take away from the perfect drafts, take away from 2020 and take forward into 2021 with us. So Sean, we're looking through then round 16 through 18. Uh, some of the the kind of road of his favorites uh, for this year and down the years. There's a few of the guys on this list that have uh, been uh, consistent favorites for us, including the guy in round six and Stefan Diggs. Um, there's a number of interesting names here that have, uh, you know, fitted in all around. And I know somebody that um, Curtis Patrick was extremely positive about this offseason was Antonio Gibson. He fits in in round seven. Hawkinson is a kind of a breakout tight end this season. A couple of the players that, like, you know, when we look at quarterbacks in these leagues and where we're taking them um you know this is a perfect draft scenario but i think josh allen has to class himself as one of those mvp quarterbacks for fantasy this year in terms of his consistent production uh, hitting those numbers both rushing and passing and that is obviously linked as well to stefan diggs so any teams with a sixth round stefan diggs and a ninth round josh allen are are really starting off those weeks with a, a quite a positive advantage in terms of the stack scoring and um, then another another round that has an interesting debate in it and that depends if you're going quarterback or if you're going for uh wide receiver but Branton Ayuk or Aaron Rodgers in round 11 is very interesting and Rodgers was obviously somebody who people probably had given up quite a bit on in uh, fantasy circles and I've always been saying that he's a better real life quarterback than a fantasy quarterback well, this year he has been really uh, fantastic in terms of fantasy production as well um, with over 40 passing touchdowns so um, an interesting one there which would have been a real value if you had waited on quarterback to that point I think there's a few here, Sean, that there's there's no real surprise on. Is uh, Justin Jefferson round twelve has been phenomenal this season. Um, we have Robbie Anderson round fourteen. Uh, could have probably got him a little bit later in some drafts, but has been a real steal. Even though uh, this week he probably uh, ended up uh, eliminating you in some of those contests uh, with his, his performance. Unfortunately, uh, this past week, uh, the other player that's in here, two, two rookies I want to mention, and that's James Robinson um phenomenal year from him and then t higgins who we've talked about a number of times in the show so a lot of players in there uh, very interesting um who in there sean are some of the the spotlighted players that you want to you want to mention well we obviously have to start with Diggs, right he's been a favorite of the site and the show for years and years we were comparing <laughs> him and promoting him as the next antonio brown uh almost since he came into the league and until this season that's been pretty serious hyperbole it's still hyperbole but now you can take it and say okay well they're just a little bit high on him as opposed to insanely high what Diggs has done <laughs> this season as he makes the move to buffalo truly extraordinary i'd like to you know give a little shout out to madison parkhill who wrote one of the best articles that you know anybody had on Diggs this offseason explaining why the move to buffalo was going to allow him to finally make that jump he's responded with a top five season in points targets receptions yards air yards and expected points 
and he's done it at the right time. He's gotten hot here. He trails only Henry and Ridley in terms of fantasy playoff points. And when I pulled up the Rotoviz screener and looked at all of the wide receiver seasons uh, since 2000, with his big week on in week 15 there, he's now pushed into a top 50 season, right? So all wide receivers in the last 20 years, he's now in a top 50 season. We'd like to see him continue to put up big points. Unfortunately, he's not going to help too many owners who need to make up ground in any of these postseason contests because Diggs is literally on virtually every roster. He's been that good. He's been the guy that you had to have. His value where he went off the board is so crazy, and his scoring in the postseason has been so good that Diggs is really the separator in terms of, you know, if you had him, you're involved. If you didn't, then you have to have some crazy performances from some other guys. Antonio Gibson, a little bit of the opposite, right? Where he's been a playoff no-show. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how I was projecting him as the 108 in redraft for 2021, a big jump into that top group. Obviously, each season we see these players who impress as rookie running backs they become very highly sought after heading into their second year you know you have cam Akers, you have deandre swift uh, jk dobbins will probably be a little bit further down but you have antonio gibson all three of those guys are going to be threats to go in the first round next year we'll see how the injuries from some of these guys affected but for gibson even though he hasn't been able to help you in the playoffs, the fact that he was so dominant from weeks 4 to 12 when he was the overall RB5, that helped you get there. And you can never discount the value of simply making the tournament, whether it's a big tournament or just your league playoffs. You have to get there before you can win the title. Gibson, one of the most valuable players to help you do that. And I don't have as much ownership of him as I would like to have, but I've just been very impressed with the guys on the site and how they had him covered from beginning to end in terms of what you needed to do this season. Travis May, our Debbie and college football guru, someone who is uh, working again on the Dynasty Command Center rookie guide for us. You can pre-order that now. It went on sale uh, this last week and the first couple of day numbers were just out of this world, which I think is a real tribute to Travis and how people want to see his work he was telling you to buy gibson even before the combine then after the combine he's telling you again before the draft after the draft you know making sure that gibson was your number one target in rookie drafts and then jack meller had a really cool profile on him talking about he how he was going to be the next sort of uh david johnson and obviously the good version of david johnson there someone who could be a redraft force even as a rookie i think some of us were probably thinking that with some of the pieces they had in place or just how crowded that depth chart projected to be that he was more of a 2021 play in redraft you know jack wasn't having having any of that and if you listen to those guys then gibson made a huge impact for you this season column i'm interested about your thoughts on quarterbacks now that we've seen the season play out i think that's one of the more interesting debates that we had when we were on the clock in our leagues this fall josh allen now he's got this profile where he's number one in total expected points he's not quite as many fantasy points over expectation as patrick mahomes so he trails just a little bit there trails uh, just uh, by a hair behind kyler murray but obviously he was much much cheaper than those guys so this profile has a great balance between pass 18.6 expected points per game 
and run 5.1. He's got strong efficiency in both categories. So that really helps round out his profile, pushing him up into this uh, elite league winning range. When you're looking at 2021, what are the big numbers from the key guys telling you? We're going to obviously have this choice of Patrick Mahomes very early, and then Murray and Josh Allen are going to be more expensive. Perhaps Allen still is less expensive than those two just you know incredibly sexy players there. What would you prefer to have people do in 2020? Now, in retrospect, we have Murray on some of our teams. We have no complaints about what he has done. Josh Allen, the league winner. Aaron Rodgers, the guy who, if you went really late, was still allowing you to be very competitive in scoring. And then Russell Wilson, the sort of the main guy on everybody's lips through the first half. And now I think a real disappointment over the second. Are we going to see the Seahawks take a good look in the mirror and say, wait a second, we were scoring more points when we just did the obvious thing. Why did we go back away from our star? Or is what we have had over the last month a sign of things to come? Well, uh, my concern in the offseason was that there wouldn't be enough pass attempts to get the wide receivers the volume they need. And then through the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, I was like, well, I was completely wrong about that. And this is the perfect situation for the Seahawks, for Russell Wilson, for Tyler Lockett, and for DK Metcalf. And it was working as well, as we talked about earlier, for Chris Carson. So it was working for everybody, but they've really drifted away from it. And I think part of it is the offensive line isn't really able to protect Wilson. And we've seen that over the years as well, affect how they've tried to, you know, game script and, and play their game. So I think, you know, we Pete Carroll, it's like we know what he's been for so long and it looked like he'd moved away from it, but he's kind of moved back to what he, he likes to do. So I think that'll put a lot of apprehension on what people are going to do with Wilson next season. And there's always that uh, perception that Wilson rushes the ball quite a bit, but it's usually on very short rushes. He had a long rush this past week. But the thing that I like so much about the likes of Josh Allen, you know, even Lamar Jackson and then Kyler Murray is when they scramble that it can be you know 30 40 yards and like with we've seen that multiple times this season with murray we've seen josh allen it was a 20 or 25 yard rush this past week for a touchdown and uh allen is somebody who's he's probably if not my top owned uh you know super flex quarterback he's he's in that kind of top three for sure i own him in multiple leagues and he's somebody who heading into this season had a high value but it was nowhere near what it was now the other thing was that I didn't see the leap coming in terms of him as a passing quarterback. I thought there'd be improvement, but I thought a lot of his value was in his legs, a little bit like what we see with Lamar Jackson. And uh, I thought it was going to be similar, but he's really pushed himself into a different level with how he's improved this season. He's taken a massive jump forward. I think what we'll see is we'll see Mahomes as the the quarterback one. I think we'll still see Lamar Jackson uh, as the two or three, and then Kyler Murray will be the next after that. And I think Josh Allen will probably fit in then as number four like i think rogers is going to based on his age is going to take a bump up on where he was this year but I, I can't see him really challenging into those guys and i think wilson will drop in behind that list of guys as well you know i, I think deshaun watson will probably be ahead of wilson this year we'll probably see wilson in the range that murray was going we'll see murray in the range that wilson was going this season kind of murray murray will be in that kind of fourth fifth round and and wilson will be in that eighth ninth round i think is where we'll probably see them shake out but things can change a lot between now and then the thing about murray and i know you've mentioned we have him on a couple of leagues is when you watch the games it looks like he's 
misintros. It looks like there's like you know things aren't working out for the Cardinals, but then all of a sudden he has forty points at the end of the game. <laughs> like I, I don't know what uh, he's not the the most conventional to watch, but he he just in terms of a fantasy quarterback uh, puts up those huge numbers. I don't know if you feel that same way, Sean. But when we look at the other players, the the question I have based on how the perfect draft went is. In the the eleventh round, there's the option of Ayuk or Aaron Rodgers, and in the twelfth round, there's the opposite option of Justin Jefferson. My question is: I know we have them round back to back rounds based on where they went in drafts, but if you were drafting out of those two guys, which which would you be taking ahead of the other, irrespective of round uh, heading into twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Sorry, we would want to take Justin Jefferson first and he will be an interesting redraft pick because these second year wide receivers players who will be in their second year for 2021 are going to be expensive it'll be interesting to see how high they jump in dynasty and then what the relationship is between their dynasty price and their redraft price i think we're going to see some of these guys go at the tail end of the first round in dynasty and then in redraft because especially once we get close to the actual season starting and people are doing their highest stakes drafts they find they're just simply not comfortable going so empty at the running back position so we see that a lot of inflation there and you're going to see running backs who probably don't have quite the talent level go ahead of them right so we're going to see the rookie or the second year running backs move into that first round range jefferson and Ayuk, especially someone i think who has done a lot of this under the radar he's played in an offense that hasn't been that explosive he doesn't have the gaudy full season numbers because he missed games with injuries and being on the covid list he played with a backup quarterback that can be both good and bad he's someone it'll be i think maybe among the most interesting guys to track the adp because you could make a a very compelling case for him being a mid second round pick and yet if he falls into rounds four or five in a lot of different leagues i wouldn't be surprised about that either they're going to have a lot of changes in the offseason they've got to figure out the quarterback position debo samuel will probably come back healthy and potentially take away some targets so uh, i someone i expect to have extremely high ownership of but his price will be very very telling the reason he's drafted earlier here we're just going by whoever was the best person in that round and then some of the very bottom guys some players who may have even been undrafted we moved them up the board a little bit but jefferson someone who if you were drafting the perfect draft completely uh, without consideration for adp you know you would move him up into the single digit rounds pretty easily so i think um you know i think that they're like they're two of my favorite players to watch this year uh, as rookies i mentioned t higgins he obviously tailed off a little bit with the the quarterback injury to joe burrow but lots of players in there sean that we we talked about in the offseason and i hope our our listeners have them drafted on to their rosters another player in the list was tony pollard and pollard hadn't uh, done much this season but if you if you got to the finals and you needed him uh, he really pushed you over the line of that big performance this past week but uh, lots of interesting stuff in the article outside of what we've discussed uh, a little bit more of a breakdown and as we mentioned earlier in the show we'll be diving into kind of the second half of it uh, on thursday's podcast so do make sure you come back and listen to that one I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that because we'll also be talking about what we need to do to take down that five hundred thousand dollar grand prize this coming weekend so uh, it's going to be a fun one so tune in uh, this coming thursday uh, drop us a written interview as well if you haven't already on your favorite podcast app and on 
until we're back with another show my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to maryland you can check out this and more of sean's great work on rotaviz.com don't miss out uh, make sure you sign up and get that 10 percent discount with the code 2020 rv radio at checkout and until we're back on thursday have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.